WNYC Studios is supported by Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step -step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Listener supported. WNYC Studios. Hey, Lulu here. Whether we are romping through science, music, politics, technology, or feelings, we seek to leave you seeing the world anew. Radiolab adventures right on the edge of what we think we know, wherever you get podcasts. Welcome to NYC Now, your source for local news in and around New York City, from WNYC. It's Tuesday, July 11th. Here's the midday news from Michael Hill. Putnam County is joining the list of places in the Hudson Valley declaring a state of emergency after Sunday's flooding. County Executive Kevin Byrne made the move this morning, citing damage to roads, bridges, and culverts throughout the county. Parts of the Putnam Valley saw almost nine inches of rain during the storm. Parts of Mayapack and Lake Carmel are recovering from extensive flash flooding. Governor Kathy Hochul has declared states of emergency in nearby Orange and Ontario counties. Those continue into today. Madison Square Garden's permit to operate expires this year, and for the first time, the city's asking for concessions in exchange for another 10 years. WNYC Stephen Nesson reports. The Department of City Planning is proposing to allow Madison Square Garden to sit atop Penn Station for another decade, but there are strings attached. First, the garden must play ball with the MTA's $7 billion renovation of the transit hub, which may force the garden to give up property. Under the proposal, the venue must also make improvements outside of the arena, with better signs, more public seating, and more consolidated truck deliveries. The Department of City Planning will vote on the permit extension on Wednesday. The City Council has 50 days to approve it or make changes. And finally, the mayor can veto it if he chooses. A hot few days in New York City in the area this week. Highs through Thursday in the low 90s. Meteorologists say the heat is only a few degrees above average temperatures for mid-July, and the forecast of light breezes will not provide much relief at all. The National Weather Service says the air is supposed to cool on Friday. 84 and sunny now, sunny and near 90 today. Tomorrow, sunny and 92. And then on Thursday, slim chance of mid-afternoon showers and storms and 91. This week on the New Yorker Radio Hour, a young writer attaches himself to a rising star in politics named Barack Obama. Interesting guy. Speaks in what sound like paragraphs. Very good posture, that guy. Enviable posture. <laughs> I am a writer, and I have this, this very slight hunch. He has none of that. A political coming-of-age story from staff writer Vincent Cunningham, plus actor and director Bradley Cooper, all on the New Yorker Radio Hour from WNYC Studios. Listen wherever you get your podcast. Here in New York, evictions are on the rise and homeless shelters are stretched to the brink. Yet the city's social services agency is rejecting tens of thousands of tenants who apply for emergency assistance loans to cover their back rent and keep them in their homes. WNYC's David Brandt reports. In June, Harlem tenant Raina Felice found herself in Manhattan Housing Court, where she was trying to hang on to her home. She was answering an eviction notice from her landlord 
after she and her family fell behind on rent. The same thing happened prior to the pandemic. They owed around $7,000 and received an emergency loan from the city called a one-shot deal to cover it. She says the money made a big difference for her and many of her low-income neighbors. I know a lot of, a lot of people that have gotten the help and they have kept them from getting evicted, from going to the street or to go to, go to any shelters. But now, city data shows that help is getting harder to obtain. During the first nine months of 2022, New York City's Department of Social Services rejected two-thirds of one-shot deal applications. Back in 2018, the city denied just 33% of applications. One-shots can also be used to pay for things like moving costs, utility bills, and storage fees. About 60% of those applications get approved. Denise Agron is a lawyer with Manhattan Legal Services and helps tenants apply for aid. She says applicants who get legal help have a much better chance of getting approved, but others fall through the cracks. Clients losing their apartments and going and staying in a shelter is something that the city doesn't want because it costs more to house people in shelters than it is to keep people in their current apartments to stabilize. Loans from the one-shot deal program averaged just over $4,200 last year, much less than it costs the city to house a family in a shelter for a single month. The Department of Social Services says it's committed to getting the money to people who need it. The agency says the number of rejections doesn't account for people who applied multiple times or who completed only a portion of the process. And they say a state rule requiring people to prove they can pay the money back can lead to rejections. But tenant advocates say that rule isn't new. What's new is the high rate of rejection. Dinah Luck is an attorney with Mobilization for Justice. The process has always been confusing, but now it's harder to navigate. Eventually, at some point, if you're not able to get a one-shot, you're going to get evicted. Records show marshals have evicted more than 9,000 households in New York City since the start of last year. David Brand, WNYC News. This summer marks 50 years since hip-hop first emerged on the streets of the Bronx. To honor this milestone, WNYC and Gothamist are amplifying the voices of some of the women from our area who've been influenced by and are influencing hip-hop culture. My name is Alexa Marie Lotus Alerte, and I am an all-around artist, creative movement artist, and walking art. (laughs) I was born in Manhattan, Raised between Long Island and Queens, I spent a majority of my adulthood in basically all five boroughs. I've lived in every borough you can think of at least for four years. So I am a all-around New York native. I actually started dancing when I was two years old. My parents put me in ballet, tap, and jazz, mainly to keep me busy and keep me out the house. <laughs> but it ended up turning into my love language. My first like introduction to hip hop was my sister. My sister loved Jay-Z. That girl and Jay-Z were like, what is the same? <laughs> it made me also fall in love with lyricism and like how they decided to express themselves, the metaphors, the way that they were telling a story that like I actually was a witness to. Like I saw those things going on around me. It was just like, dang, this is like literally all of our experience. The way that hip hop has affected me is almost 
been in a, an embodiment. Everything from my style to the way I talk to the things that I'm actually interested in, people that I look up to even now in my grown age and seeing what they've done. Khalees, Missy Elliott, those were the people that broke stereotypes of hip hop for me, especially as a POC woman. Hip hop literally raised me into this very outlandish, very, you know, walking art-esque blend of a person. And I don't know what I would be without hip hop, to be honest. Alexa Marie Lotus Alerte is an artist originally from Manhattan. She was raised in Queens and Long Island. Thanks for listening. This is NYC Now from WNYC. Be sure to catch us every weekday, three times a day, for your top news headlines and occasional deep dives. And subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. More this evening.